is not a drug. I used to suck dick for coke. I seen them. Now that's an addiction, man. You ever suck some dick for marijuana? Huh? No. No, I can't say I have. I didn't think so. Fool this man! It's the comic, 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 comic book bullies. Man, you come right out of a comic book. It's the comic, 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 comic book bullies. You will not die for me! It's the comic, 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 comic book bullies. Now I am the master. It's the comic, 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 comic book bullies. Welcome back to the Comic Book Bullies for Nerds New Bullying. Your host, Leroy, a.k.a. They Call Me Mr. Tibbs. Uh, with my co-host. Yeah, this is Eli, a.k.a. Prisoner65321. I'm pretty sure that's code for something. Oop, let me get you back here. I'm pretty sure that's code for something. What was the code for? That's the that's uh, Alex's prison number in Clockwork Orange. I'm going deep. Uh, going deep. Okay, that's this <laughs> film. Of, that's cinema. That's cinema right there. <laughs> we know nothing about or that. literature classic oh even going back for <laughs> yeah and we were back with another episode and yeah this is like our third episode in like seven days you're we welcome working, y'all we're, we're pulling we're working, yeah overtime. we're working overtime yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're pulling in overtime and we appreciate everybody because that last episode we did was like highly rated we had on some new guests we had gomer like i said gomer's a mainstay on this podcast bring them on whenever we need a pinch hitter uh we had a new guest on here remy appreciate remy coming on uh Facebook Eli, I was looking at the numbers. That's probably like a high, highest rated stream on, I mean, well, highest viewed stream on Facebook so far. So appreciate everybody that was listening to that. So yeah. Uh shout out to Frankie and Fat T. Uh they was actually on the other feed commenting and I didn't miss it. And I was looking at the whole time. I was like, what where are the comments? You know, they were on the <laughs> other feed that we weren't checking. So that's that's our bad. We nobody ever comments this, we never check it. So we'll we'll check it, we'll monitor it next time. So yeah, but until then, we're just gonna go forward with that one. Uh, got a full show for you this time, but we just want to start off with something else. I do want to say, tell everybody that this show is not sponsored by Taco Bell, but we're going to talk about Taco Bell anyway. Uh, because, <laughs> uh, Eli, have you been keeping up with all the Taco Bell stuff that has been going on? I heard, I heard, yes, Taco Bell is getting into the streaming service or something, the subscription service. <laughs> you actually jumping the gun, but I'm glad you brought it up because, yes, they are getting into the streaming, but that's not the big deal. That's not the thing everybody's going crazy with right now. The thing everybody's going crazy over right now is that they sell chicken wings now. I didn't know so, that. Yeah, so why are they selling chicken wings? I don't know why they're selling chicken wings. There is a chicken wing shortage right now. Matter of fact, the of uh, the national fast food restaurant called Wingstop, that's so low on wings, they had to change the name to Thigh Stop. That happened like in 2021. <laughs> didn't so, know that either. <laughs> yeah, so you can't get wings, but a place called Taco Bell that don't sell chicken is selling chicken wings. Meanwhile, I haven't seen a squirrel like in two weeks. So I'm, well, I'm it just is wintertime. I'm, <laughs> right, yeah. I'm just a coincidence. I don't know. <laughs> Conspiracy theory. I mean, you know, I'm going to go there. Uh, but yeah, we can talk about that. So is it real chicken and chicken wings? Probably not. But we can. Are there McRibs and McDonald's? Not a single rib. Not even meat in there, to be honest with you. Go to Subway or the tuna sandwich. There's no fish in that. They already got there. So we can keep going down this rabbit hole if we want to go down there. But Eli, let's go back to it's what you It's called meat product it's called meat meat substitute or whatever you want to call it (laughs) 
Uh, but let's go back to what you were talking about because you were talking about when well, I was talking about the chicken wings, you were talking about the Tacos Lover Pass, their subscription service that they have. Yes, Taco Bell has a subscription service. So if you're eating chicken wings from Taco Bell and you have a, a Netflix level subscription service to Taco Bell, I'm not judging anybody. Like I said, we're grown men and talk about comics all day, not judging anybody, but you might need an intervention. You might be doing too much at Taco Bell if you have going on with that. But Eli, it, it all brings me back to what I was saying, what I said on an early podcast. They predicted this 20 years ago. Oh, that's right on uh, something. Dem- Demolition Man. Demolition, Demolition Man, Man, Man predicted this. They predicted that there was going to be a restaurant food wars that Taco Bell was going to win, wipe out all the competition, and it was going to make Taco Bell like this high like restaurant where you have to like have a subscription like, oh, I'm going to take my girl out on a date. Oh, we're going to Taco Bell. You know, that that's what Taco Bell is going on. Now. So if they're jumping into the subscription game and it takes off, that's going to give them a leg up over everybody. At McDonald's, Burger King, Church's Chicken, whatever you want. They're all going to be a blockbuster. Let's <laughs> get eat them anymore. It's going to be just Taco Bell. Well, they, they, just- they ain't going to win. They keep getting rid of all the good shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> Because, yeah, I, 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 I mean, I'm already a bigger fan of Taco John's. I prefer Taco John's to Taco Bell. But Taco Bell's been getting rid of all my favorite, the seven-layer burrito, the shredded chicken burrito. Like, all the shit that I used to get from Taco Bell, they don't sell anymore. I just heard that they're going to bring back the Mexican pizza. Um, that hasn't been what, on the menu in a while either. What do you need a Mexican pizza for when you got chicken wings? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Yeah, but they got chicken wings. I didn't even hear about that. but Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, the chicken – the line is around the block with chicken wings right now. I'm not, I'm not remember how when we did the chicken sandwich with, with uh Popeyes? I am not doing that with Taco Bell. I am not going to stand in line <laughs> and get chicken wings from Popeyes. I didn't do it with their breakfast. They serve breakfast too. Who the hell eats Popeyes? breakfast at Taco Bell? No, Taco Bell. Oh, yeah, I know they eat. I, yeah, they the breakfast burritos. Those are common everywhere. You're not a taco guy, I can tell. <laughs> I eat tacos in, in regulations. I don't know my. I eat my fair share of tacos. I Tuesday, saw that taco. The, ta- the taco truck video of you. <laughs> That's true, but I mean, it wasn't like I was like, "Ooh, taco!" I just like, "Give me a taco." What kind of taco? A taco. What, what the taco hell? meat? Regular taco. <laughs> meat. <laughs> I want taco with taco meat in it. I mean, <laughs> anyway, let, let's go past that. The reason I want to bring that up because anytime we start, we normally start the podcast when there's bad news. Everybody just gets all bummed out, and we got to carry on with the show. But now let's get into the 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 news. Like I said, 2022 is coming out swinging. So we're just going to jump into it and talk about Sidney Poitier. Uh, I want to say rest in peace to him. This happened, what, Friday, Eli, I think? Yes. yes so, yes, like it's, it's sad. Like I said, Sidney Poitier, a titan in Hollywood industry. Yes, the first black man to win uh, Best Actor at the Oscar. He was not the first black actor to win an Oscar. That didn't happen. That's Hattie, uh, Hattie McDaniel for going with the win. But he is the first actor to win uh, Best Actor. And the only other black actor to do it after him was Denzel. And the only actor to do it after Denzel was Sidney Poitier. Again. Was Denzel. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's it. That's your list. That's it. You know. Yeah. Halle Berry won it. Uh, but, but still. But that's list. So let Teddy tell you how much that Hollywood has progressed since then. But the thing was, we're not going to talk about that because the thing is we want to talk, because I don't really care what the Oscars do and what awards do. We want to talk about what Sidney Poitier did as a person because the roles he was doing was iconic. Like, Eli, you you uh, gave me the idea for this early today. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> because that was an iconic scene. You didn't do that, a black man slapping a white man. That did not happen. It doesn't happen today. 
remember we talked about uh the harder they fall and how oh. everybody was shooting, but notice they were shooting people left and right, left and right, boom, through the white town. They were like, ooh, make sure we don't shoot anybody. They were very careful about who they shot and who they didn't shoot. But Sydney Portage is like, I don't give a damn. Anybody can catch these hands. You know, these <laughs> hands ready E for everybody, you know. So that's what I loved about it. Because the thing was he wasn't playing like slaves, he wasn't playing uh thugs, he wasn't playing an athlete or a rapper, even though they didn't have rappers back then, but still. He didn't do any of that stuff. He was actually playing, you know, like he was playing like an actor that was standing on the same stage as all these other actors that was there. And that was like something that we haven't seen before. Of like I said, you turn it, then we got to remember this isn't 2022 where this you can turn the on 60s. Beat. This was the 60s. You had to, there were gatekeepers. You had to go through them to get in there. This wasn't like 2022 where you could just turn on BET and you see like this. Tyler Perry didn't exist then. So, you had to go through this in order to see what so you saw one black person on TV and that was it. And then the black person you saw was gonna be Tyler Perry. Uh your FYI. Uh Platon Lineo, what's up? What's what's going on? And so yeah, so that's that's why it was such a big deal back then. Uh, but it was something like I said, he did so much other stuff also. Uh, well, also the first interracial relationship with uh guess who's coming to dinner. Guess who's coming to dinner, right? Because yeah. he plays so many other roles. Uh um, like I said, get and, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, and in in the eighties, he had a resurgence, an, an action movie resurgence, where he was in a bunch of action movies, and he was always playing like the FBI or the cop. In fact, oh, I forgot, I forgot, I got, a, I got an image. Oh, you got, you got screen? Okay, I got, I got, a, yeah, I got, a, I got an image. Let's see, share screen. But there's a movie. It, it's, it's kind of slept on because not many people. I mean, it's from the eighties. <laughs> um, but this movie. Uh, oh, I didn't have to do anything. You're like, you, you, you're using your powers. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Yeah. Okay. So this movie, if you can find it, check it out. It's a it's an uh, underrated gem from the 80s called Shoot to Kill. Sidney Poitier and Tom Berenger. Uh, Sidney plays an FBI agent after a killer who is taking um, Tom Berenger's wife hostage through the mountains in like British Columbia. So they're like trekking through the mountains. Um after this killer and it's it's a really cool flick it's a gem from the 80s that uh i love i can't find it anywhere i haven't even seen it streaming anywhere but uh but yeah he had like sneakers and yeah late 80s yeah, well, early well, 90s robert redford yeah uh -huh. yeah he had like uh sydney party had a resurgence in action movies and shit you know so he he did a lot of, he did a lot of a lot of work i mean and yeah, yeah. in the heat of the night was the the big that that's the the scene where he slaps the the white the racist white plantation owner or whatever he was um that's yeah, he like, a classic of, of like cinema. 10 years ago i would have had you shot and it was a, like you could just hear everybody just oh yeah you know it wasn't there you just know everybody just gasped like <gasps> yeah know, the cop, the right well there. yeah if you never yeah if if there's one sydney poitier movie you need to see it's in the heat of the night where yeah. he is uh in the south is it mississippi he's in Mississippi, um, yep. Yeah, Sparta, he, Mississippi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where he uh, gets mistaken as a murder, uh, as a murder. There's a murder in this small town in Mississippi. He happens to be passing through. He gets arrested, but it turns out he's a cop. He's actually a homicide detective from like the north, New York or someplace. He's from north, up north, mm -hmm. and um, he ends up reluctantly helping these racist cops solve their murder. And all the bullshit that he has to deal with. That's what that movie's about. And there's a scene where he's questioning a suspect um, who's not used to having black people, you know. I mean, he's, he's got a black butler in the scene 
him. Right. And the scene when he slaps him, the butler's like, oh shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, iconic scene. They call me Mr. Tibbs, one of the greatest quotes um in movie history. You know, what do they call you up north? Like, <laughs> they call, call me, me Mr. Mr. Tibbs. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a yeah, it's a you know, a strong, you know, um powerful moment, you know. So yeah, I mean, and it's weird because last year during the hubbub that was 2020 or two years ago now we're going on you know during all the the protests that summer mm -hmm. um i wrote you know i'm in a band i'm in a death metal band i write lyrics sometimes and i wrote a a, a song referring to the protests and referring to uh um basically making people aware trailblazing is so to speak and mm -hmm. i I, I ended up calling the I ended up titling the song Sydney Poitier. Um, <laughs> nice. Just just because it was about disrupting people's comfort. And yeah. Being, and, yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> and plus, he was a role model. Let's I mean he was a role model. Yeah. Yeah. He but was an his, activist. Yeah. And as saying, if you were if you're a black man in the '60s on TV, you're automatically activist. I mean, by uh, by default, yeah. because no matter what you do, people have eyes on you. So no matter what you do, but the thing is, Sidney Poitier wasn't just like I said. We talked about his resurgence in the '80s, talk about all the activism he did. But the thing was, people don't talk about what he did for comedy. People don't even get that that he was a comedic genius, <laughs> because in the '70s, that, that my here's the thing, my first movie I've ever watched with Sidney Poitier <laughs> growing up was with Bill Cosby. <laughs> And then he had like a a, a team. They were like Abbott and Costello. They really were. You know, he had uh, Uptown Saturday Night and Let's Do It Again. Because the thing let's was, City 48 was, let's do it. Because he was the straight man. You know, he was the straight man. And, uh, and that gave Chance, Bill Cosby, you know, set up the jokes up like that. So they worked as a great, like, comedic duo. It was like insane. Like uh, Dean Martin and, and Jerry Lewis, you know, kind of like that, you know. But yeah. that's not even the biggest thing he did. Let's also talk about in the 80s when he did. Uh, stir crazy. gave it away. Stir crazy. So the thing was, he <laughs> I did. saw that in a the theater. <laughs> you saw Stir Crazy theater. I, yeah, I, I was. I'm, I may I'm have old. been in a the theater, but nothing. Yeah, <laughs> like I said, I may have seen. I was maybe in the theater with Stir Crazy in the theater, but I don't remember it anyway. But like I said, it was a classic Richard Pryor Gene Hack movie. For people that haven't seen Stir Crazy, you like the hell Richard Pryor and Gene Hackman did movies. Yes, they did movies, and they were hilarious. They were I don't hilarious. know how these guys work, but they worked. <laughs> like. They just Bustin was a uh, Jack. Was, no, he wasn't in Bustin' Loose, was he? Talking about Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder, anyways, I don't think ahead. so. But it was another movie. It was another movie they did also. But yeah. Uh, and then, but like I said, they he was the director of Stir Crazy. So, and you think, okay, he just did a movie. That's it. But here's the thing. It was the third highest grossing movie of 1980. <laughs> it was the only, it was th of one, three of only three movies that made over $100 million. It was stir crazy, and number two was nine to five, which a classic. I will fight anybody that says anything negative about nine to five from that movie. I saw that in the theater too. <laughs> Did you? I, I like I said, I'm I may have, like I said, I'm old. <laughs> I may have seen it, but I don't remember seeing it that. But yeah, and of course, the number one movie of 1980 was Empire Strikes Back, which of yeah, course and it I was. saw that in the theater. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so best thing. So like I said, people had that on their list of one of the greatest movies of all time. Not sci-fi, not fantasy, just all time. So it's in good company. So yeah. So Sidney Poitier like like was a titan in the industry, just for social activism for entertainment. I mean, like I said, every black actor that came after him, pretty he set the standard for them. Like everybody calls Denzel Washington, you know, the next, you know, Sidney Poitier. You know, people say that now about Michael B. Jordan. He might be the next one. People were saying it about Chadwick, but you know, 
God had different, you know, uh, decision about that. But like he very like say he was on his way. Speaking of that, I always thought something, Eli, that T'Challa might have been based off Sidney Portier. I always thought that. I have no no frame of reference like for there, that. Yeah. He looks like it there. Like I said, just when I always saw Jack Kirby draw him. Plus, I mean, think about it. You only got one black guy on TV. And you're trying to draw a black guy. Who, who are you going to reference? You know, <laughs> so it was either that or Malcolm X. It's one or the other, which I could see that or also. Red Fox or Red, <laughs> or Red Fox. That's about it. <laughs> I love to see Red Fox. <laughs> T'Challa. <That's> T'Challa or T'Chaka. <laughs> or T'Chaka. <laughs> Fish eyed fool. <laughs> oh, man. I, I think we talked enough about City Porter. But yeah, rest in peace to City 48. Yeah, uh, and, and this and one. 90, what was he, 93? That was a, that was a nine, 94. Yeah, had a good run. Like yeah. I said, yeah, lived a long life. Good but, journey, good sir. Yeah, and this one, like, hours before we started prepping the podcast. Like, I was prepping the podcast and heard this news. Uh, we got to talk about Bob Saget. Yeah, yeah, rest in peace to Bob Saget. This is, uh, everybody knows about Bob Saget. You know, uh, Family Matters. He's America's dad. That's what they always called him. Uh, like I said, you know the you know the show, Full House. Everybody knows the plot to Full House. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I really can't say. I, yeah, I never yeah. watched Full House. But I did watch a lot of America's Funniest Videos, and he was which he was on that also, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like I said, both on ABCs. He's pulling double duties on that, so yeah, that was great. Um, and he was also about, his stand up. He was like, he's got like everyone thinks of him as like he's this like wholesome TV. I, star, I was just about but, to say that, yeah. Okay, oh, uh-huh. yeah, good. You no, no, no. You, you're right. You're right. That's the thing. Like everybody, because uh, I, I heard about his stand. I never actually watched his stand up, but I kept hearing people talk about his stand up. That okay, yeah, he's this wholesome. America dad type figure, but his stand-up, because he was a stand-up comedian before he went to Full House. It's like, nah, he's like raunchy, vulgar. And I'm like, I don't like, was he vulgar for what you expect, or was he like Eddie Murphy level? You know, I'm trying to like, <laughs> what level was he on? But no, he pushed know. it. He pushed it. Um, there's that one documentary, The Aristocrats, about the aristocrat joke. It's mm-hmm. like a common joke that people te- like comedians tell. And the point, the point of that joke is to make it as raunchy and as offensive as possible and mm-hmm. the, and it, that's what the documentary is this all the all these comedians telling that joke through history and bob saget's version of it <laughs> <laughs> just go to youtube and watch yeah, yeah. Bob, bob saget the aristocrats and see his i mean because anytime of that yeah because anytime i saw bob saget outside of full house anytime he did anything where it was uncensored he was pretty much off the cuff like we all know the classic scene from half baked you know, yeah. <laughs> I suck dick for yep. coke. You ever that's suck dick much, for weed? And that's it. That that that's that's who we was. That's how it was. I mean, and I'll be honest. That's some Eddie Murphy level shit right there. You know, you expect it. You're addicted like, to weed. Dick for, right. I suck dick for coke. I seen him. Like, wait, what? Like, you got to do something. You make Dave Chappelle like, wait, what? <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, recipes is Bob Saget. Uh, yeah. Now, can we move on to the next part of the podcast? That we actually get into the podcast. Like, let's talk about. Some some nerd shit, you know. Yeah. Uh, we we saw a thing. Like I said, we talked about Boba Fett last week. Uh, we went to in depth, talked about the history of him, then talked about the show. Now we got episode two because Eli, one of your gripes, you saying that the last episode was too short. You didn't get enough meat on the bone. Now mm-hmm. this episode is fifty two minutes. That should be enough meat on the bone for you. It, 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 I, it was. I'm thinking. Okay. It was. It was, uh... So be, before we before we jump into it, now that you got some meat on the bone. What did you think about the episode? I mean, I'm still digging the show. Um, I'm still liking it. Uh, I'm a, I'm getting a little weary of the flashbacks. Uh, okay. You know, I'm, that, it's giving me Arrow vibes. 
you know, and I understood the point of Arrow and, you know, Oliver Queen being on the island and getting his training and all that shit. But, you know, after, by season two, I thought they were were really milking that shit, you know? And I'm like, okay, I get it. There, He was, you know, he he fell in with the Tusken Raiders and he, he got cool with them. Now he's down with them. Now there better be a point to this. And that's where I'm at, you know. As I, you know, I'm mean, not not to say I didn't like the episode, you know, but I want to see the gangster shit. That's what I want to see. I mean, I did enjoy him his time with the Tuscan Raiders, you know, showing them how to, you know, rob the train and shit, and you know, and you know, take out the Pike Syndicate, which the, the those people on the train, those aliens, that's the Pike Syndicate. They're from the okay. Clone Wars. So okay, so they, of, they are yeah. a thing. Okay, yeah. Um, so yeah, and then of course him becoming adopted into the tribe, him taking the spice or whatever, licking the toad, and you know going through their rite of passage. He he has that vision quest, and um, and then he makes that was it the gaff stick or whatever that staff he makes right. his own. Which, which becoming, I'm hearing, yeah. yeah. yeah uh, which I'm hearing that Tamara Morrison actually pushed that to have that in there. Yeah, like, and, like and, yeah. and as as you know, as a native person, it's cool to see those parallels that the sand people are sort of an indigenous tribe of right. Tatooine. I like and he's those, Kevin Costner, you know. You know yeah, know. yeah, he's yeah. Um, it's, it's dances with wolves. Like I'm, I'm yeah. like, where's the Tuscan princess that he's supposed to fall in love with? Like, is she gonna show up? You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so see, I'm digging all that. I thought you know that train sequence was cool. Uh, I'm digging all that. I just want to see. I'm more intrigued by the gangster shit. I want to see the that shit with the huts, you know. Um, and of course, Black Crescenton. Crescenton, yeah. Now yeah. that when he showed up, I was like, "Whoa!" What the, now? Here's the thing. He's he's so new that I think even ninety percent of the Star Wars fans didn't know who this was. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I was one of the few who went, "Oh shit!" Yeah, I did that nerd yeah. shit where I was like, "Ooh." You know? <laughs> right. And the only reason I know that because I'm on the podcast with you because you broke them down to me one time. We read that Vader down book and he was in. I was like, this dude, cool as hell. Who the hell is this? You know? Yeah. So, yeah. So when I saw it, I was like, oh, shit. That guy, the black instant, even though it's not a yeah. thing, that's what I like to call him. Uh, for those yeah. who don't know who he is, no, he's not an EU character. Oh, you put, I was just about to pull it up, but I'm glad you did it. So <laughs> yeah. he's not an EU character. He's actually a comic character from the Disney uh star wars books he's actually yeah. fairly new maybe like 2015 something yeah. like that so I so if you're looking for I, like was it yeah, vader Sh- the vader book he made his day vader down yeah he was in it. so if you're looking for shadows and empire and you not no he's not from that i've heard people say that you're making up shit you don't know what you're talking about he is a new <laughs> character you know? yeah dr a- he like ends up on dr afro's crew so if you read right. the dr af he's more he's got more of a role with dr afro he, he becomes like dr afro's sidekick yeah, because Doctor Afro maybe made like a like a evil version of the Millennium Falcon crew, and that's basically yeah. like evil Chewbacca. And that, you know. that's and and Doctor Afra is a newer canon character from the Disney Marvel Star Wars comic line. You know, she's like an Indiana Jones type of character. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, I saw that and I went, "Ooh, now you know," and that was all <laughs> cool. But you know me. I'm not like your average comic nerd. Like, ooh, there's Doctor Strange and the Spider-Man. No, I mean, now, now right, do yeah. some shit. Do some right. shit, Black Cranston. <laughs> Don't just stand there looking cool. Do something. And that's where I'm at now. <laughs> 
Now, here's the thing. Now, I, I know you're over the member barriers. You don't care about the member and stuff like that. I'm fine with Black Chrysanthemum. What I don't want them to do is what they're rumored about having a D.H. Harrison Ford show up. Don't give me that. I don't I don't want that. Oh, I did hear that. I heard there's yeah, rumors. Yeah, that, that. that'd be the dumbest thing to do. Like I said, we need Star Wars to build on their own. They need to get away from all that, you know, old trilogy stuff. Build some new stuff. This is a new character. I mean, t- relatively new. So I'm fine with this, but we don't need to keep digging from the well we had before. Build on your own. All the stuff they're doing right now, like the, the Hut Cousins, I'm cool with that. Uh, The Twilight Whorehouse Madam, I'm cool with that. <laughs> Jennifer Beals, damn. Yeah, let's talk about Jennifer <laughs> Beals, man. Was she like 60 and she's still fine as <laughs> hell? I'm, like yeah. she's from Flash. For people who don't know who it is, she's from Flashdance. Yes, the movie from the 80s. She's from Flashdance. You know. Yeah, she's becoming like the new, uh, what's her name? Raquel Welch. <laughs> yeah, like Raquel Welch was just like fine forever. You know, just like, yeah. yes. She's like uh, in her 90s and she still looks good. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's what's yeah. going on right now. So uh, like I said, now to be honest with you, Eli, I, I didn't say anything about this show so far, but the first episode, I didn't care for it. I fell asleep on it, to be honest with you. It was like 30 minutes I fell asleep on it. I was like, it's not yeah. building enough for me, not enough happening. This one got me. This one got me on, on board. I was like, okay, stuff is happening. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm on board with this, you know. Like I said, well, even even the flashback Green Arrow, you know, uh, stuff even got me. Like the train robbery stuff that had me. Him teaching them how to ride the speeders that got me. You know, uh, yeah. I mean, just even even when building on that. So yeah, we keep it going. Just build from that. I'm interested in where the story is going to go. It, it still could get some more momentum, but I think it's coming. You know, but at yeah. least I'm like, okay, I'm here. Yeah, I'm right. Re- I'm ready for it to get to the, for the point of it. You know, let's get to the meat of the story. You know, that's where I'm yeah. at now. Um, you know, we touched it. Yeah, it's two. Ep- it's two. Been two episodes of him chilling with the sand people. Yeah, dances with sand people, wherever you want to call it. Yeah, Boba <laughs> Fett of Arabia or whatever. You know, or Dune. I mean, it, it, are yeah, you seeing the this... parallels of Dune? Like the like the the sand people are basically the framing. You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> and he makes you say you know? spice shows up. Yeah, the, the Dune spice. Scene, and he's like... tripping out. He's taking. Well, we we didn't see that in the in the new Dune movie, but yes, the where they he takes the water of life and he trips out and has a vision and all that shit. I mean, he was doing that in this this episode. Just in case if people didn't know how much George Lucas ripped off from Dune, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Sarlacc pit. They, is they a remind worm. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they hit to no. remind you. So yeah. Which I'm but fine yeah. with all that, you know. That's that's the honestly that's what Star Wars is. You ripping off shit and putting in space, you know. Yeah, it it's is. a western. It's a gangster movie. It's Dune. It's Samurai. That's fine. Just put a Star Wars spin on it, and you got me. I'm there. I'm not asking for anything else. Yeah, you know? and again, as a, as an indigenous person, I'm liking those uh, native parallels to the Sand People. I like how um, Boba Fett did. For the sand people, what I think every reservation in America should do, and that's put up toll booths to, on every highway that goes through their res. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that, that was a, that was a yeah. great idea. Like here, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm digging that. I'm yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm liking that we're they're they're also sort of humanizing the sand people because they they've always sort of been like these savage nomads monsters that come and fuck with people in the star wars universe now we're seeing that they're they're actually are human if you there's they're human under the, those right and, and they they touched on this a little bit in mandalorian also yeah yeah because yeah. mando's down with them so this is right I'm, I'm sure the shit that boba fett does here is the reason why mando's cool with them 
you know, that they respect yeah. the Mandalorians, you know, they, that they're both, they're both like these tribal cultures and, you know, they have these like um, tribal ways and tribal warrior ways. And that's how it yes, becomes so. part of this. So that's why I'm hoping I'm not making a theory, but I'm hoping that the sand people become like part of his crew. You know, if he locks down the planet, if he gets the, uh, the native population down with them, then he can take yeah. over the planet. You know what I'm saying? That's true. So. I mean, like I said, look at the way he's dressed. He's basically dressed like the sand people now. And then yeah. basically, and, and we always wonder, like, why is he dressed like that? But I guess it's, it's ceremonial, the way he's dressing, you know? Yeah, because usually he's in that white, the Boba Fett outfit was that white jumpsuit with all the armor over it. And right. now he's wearing a black jumpsuit, which is the sand people outfit, you know, over right. with, with the armor over it. So, yeah, yeah. he's he's... And, and like I'm saying, it. I'm hearing all of this stuff in is that Tamar Morris wanted this stuff in here. Like this is what he brought to the table. So it's interesting. Like I said, he he's a native actor and he's bringing a native perspective that like George Lucas never would have brought to it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I, I think yeah. that's pretty interesting. So. Yeah, I'm I'm digging. Yeah, we we natives are are claiming Boba Fett as one of our own. <laughs> Boba <laughs> Fett is native. That's who we're, we're claiming him. So. <laughs> But yeah, I'm still, I'm, I'm, yeah, I've been on board. I've been waiting for this. So I'm stoked, stoked for the next episode. So Tuesday night we'll at two o'clock, that's where I'll be. We'll <laughs> see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, just let everybody know, like I said, also Naomi will be this week also. Oh, so next week. Right. We, yeah. So, so it's not Naomi. <laughs> I, I guess <laughs> we'll, we'll do it, whatever it is. Yeah. It, we'll, we'll review it. I'll talk about it. It's a CW show, so I know everybody's going to hate it. Is that this know week? Soon as... That's this week. Yeah, it's this week. Okay. Yeah. So I already know we're going to get the same old, you still watch CW? Yes, I still watch CW. Are we going to talk about what they're doing with CW? We're going to pass by that. Um, Let's talk about it. Let's talk sure. about it. We're here yeah. now. We're here. We're here. Yeah. We're here. I wasn't even trying to go there, but it just ended up being this. We'll talk about it. So people that don't know what's going on, the CW, their Warner Brothers and Paramount, their parent companies are thinking about selling the CW. Why? Because the CW has been profitable since 2006, which I think is when they made the CW. So it's like never been never been profitable. You know? It used to be called the WB or whatever, right? Well, no, before then, you know, they had, okay, it was called the WB, but then after that, it was called UPN. So then WB and UPN combined and made CW. So the C is for CBS and the W is for WB. That's, that's what it means. So they basically kind of like consolidated all their stuff on there. So you got a bunch of DC stuff on there they put on it it's basically made for a younger demographic so you got walker's texas ranger on there but instead of chuck norris you got one of the supernatural dudes on there you know yeah yeah you know riverdale stuff like that on there so i, that's, I, that's... I still watch riverdale <laughs> it's one of my guilty pleasures i don't care <laughs> I, eli i seen the redhead on there i know where you watch the show oh, but yeah, anyway yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh but yeah so that's what they're doing but the thing is they have been profitable and plus i think there's no need for cw anymore because one, both Warner Brothers and Paramount both have their own streaming services now separately. They have HBO Max and they have uh, Paramount Plus. So if they have their own streaming service, they're trying to get people to go to it. Why are they dumping this stuff on network TV, which network TV basically isn't even profitable anymore most of the time, you know. And yeah. plus some of the some of the uh, the DC shows are being produced by HBO Max anyway. Stargirl and Superman and Lois, they are not CW shows. They're HBO Max shows, which is why the quality of them are better than Batwoman, you know, <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow and shit like that. So that's why they're better, you know, and I'm pretty sure, you know, Walker's Texas Ranger, that's from CBS, stuff like that. So 
why would you dump it on C CW where you could put it on your own streaming platform and get more people to sign up? Well, it seems like to be that seems to be the future for for right now, anyways, because everything is streaming services. I don't have cable. I don't. Like, nobody's watching TV. network TV anymore. Yeah, you know, I watch all this. I watch Riverdale on the CW app. I watch right Superman and Lois on the CW app. You know, I don't have cable. You know, so yeah, why? Why? Yeah, why are they? trying to get all these sponsors when none of that shit is working anyway. Right. So they're, so. they're selling the shows. Uh, but the thing is, I think they ha already have like a, uh, a network or a business signed up to sell them too. And people like, uh, but here's the thing. I, I'm thinking when they do sign it off, I think all those CBS shows and those DC superhero shows, I think they're going to go away. Like you might get one or two more seasons of Flash or like that, but I think that's going to be it. Because yeah, why would I'm you... I'm surprised the Flash is still yeah. going well, that's the thing, because the thing is, okay, the CW isn't profitable, but the Flash has still been its number one show since it started. You know, so they're not going to cancel the number one show, even though nobody watches it, you know. So they're going to keep going. But the thing is, if they sell the network, and DC or Warner Brothers no longer owns CW, why keep any of those shows going? Legends Tomorrow, Batwoman, Flash, Stargirl, Superman, and Lil why keep any of this stuff going? Just pull it. Oh, you know? Warner Brothers better come out with a dope-ass DC flick if they want. Want to right. keep people giving a shit, <laughs> right? You know. So because all that like... shit, the Flash, Arrow, Supergirl—that was born out of you know when BVS and all that. You know they announced all those. The Snyderverse was first announced, <laughs> right? And DC has rebooted their comic line twice since then, <laughs> going into a third. So they're still hanging on to this old shit they had before, you know. And so yeah, they need to do something new with that. So. Uh, like I said, this I, that, and that's the reason I watch the CW because it's there. <laughs> like I said, the CW app, I don't have to sign up for it. It's there. It's available on every platform. I just click it. Yeah. Boom! It's there. It's, it's ready. It's not ready like a, a week later. It's ready like at midnight. So yeah. I just click it. Boom! It's there. Watch it. Move on, and that's it. You know, I watch it because it's readily available, and I don't have to pay for it. So yeah, but I guess it's why they're not making money. <laughs> it's so shit. Yeah, so. yeah, that's true. You know. Yeah. If it was, if we had to subscribe, if I had to subscribe to River, if I right, if I had to subscribe, I would <laughs> watch any of this shit. I'm like, it's too much. I, I don't even want to sign in. You know? Yeah, the, I, yeah. The only reason why I watched that Kung Fu show is because it was free. Because I didn't have to pay for it. I'm right. Like, it was. Let me free. see yeah. what Leroy's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I watched that whole season. I really did. I, I didn't. <laughs> I, I watched the whole. I don't know why I did. I just watched the whole season. I was like, let me just watch this Kung Fu. You know, she did get powers at the end of it and shit like that. She was like healing. And all kind of Kamehameha and Sonic Booms and shit. I'm like, but oh, she just shit. did it like at the very end of some shit. So it, it was magical at the end of it. Uh, but oh, did yeah. David Carradine ever get magical? I don't did think so. Old, old one? Or if it was, him? they were very vague with it, you know. But she was okay. just flat out like green fireballs coming out of her and shit like that. Eyes, Super Saiyan, all this shit like that. So I'm like, okay, you know. But then she, <laughs> she got, she got whole, the glow. Yeah, but then she expended all her power and she lost her connection to the whatever. So she turned back to normal at the very end of the episode, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so she's got to do some yoga and re revive her chi. Right, that's what it is. <laughs> why, why are we talking about Kung Fu? That show kind of sucks, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> it's a CW show, what you expect? <laughs> Let's move on past that. Now we're doing the video game section, but Eli, I'm handing it over to you. Oh, oh God. The video game section. Yeah. Okay. Because I don't know what this is. I know you say it's, Where it's to a begin? Thing, but... <laughs> Where to begin? Okay. Um, have you, do you know about the game Dead by Daylight? 
I've heard of it, yeah. Okay, it's kind of like the Friday the 13th game. It's like where you're a killer and you get to, it's a co-op game, you're a killer and you get to go after the other players and try to kill them, kind of like the Friday the 13th game. Um this game Dead by Daylight, you have you get to choose different killers and they're all like modeled after movie slashers. Like there's the Nightmare Man, but he looks like Freddy Krueger. There's the Screamer or something and he looks like the ghost face from Scream. Okay, um, so they don't but, have to pay license fees. Yeah, because they don't have the license to brilliant. any of these. The, brilliant, the shape, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, the yeah. shape, but he looks like Michael Myers. And then there's the cannibal or something, but he looks like Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Now, for those who don't know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the killer Leatherface, he skins his victims and then he wears their faces as a mask, hence the term Leatherface. Leatherface, yeah. So in this game, in this game i guess there's an achievement once you reach a certain level there's an achievement where you get to unlock the ability to wear the vic the characters in the game wear their faces as your leather face mask mm -hmm. one of these characters is black um so i guess people have been using the black leather face mask to harass black gamers. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you, see, you see where I'm going with this? Right. Oh man. <laughs> um and there's proof. I want that that article I sent you, I, I read it and there's also video proof of you know game black gamers doing on their streams on their Twitch streams or Steam or whatever, actual yeah. like footage of them getting comments you know, from these racist trolls calling them all kinds of, uh, you know, a myriad of racial, you yeah. know, there, there's a thing, there's a thing on Twitch where you can like press a button called raid and your, all of your followers will go to that one. So people, I know, I know for a fact that people have been doing that and just going by harassing other people just going on. And so I've, I've seen that before. Yeah. So, and, and it's, there's video footage of it, of, you know, black gamers being targeted you know, by the black leather, by racist trolls wearing the black leather face mask and, um, and targeting the black gamers and then taunting them and harassing them and then talking shit to them. So um, they've been complaining about, I guess that this has been going on for years. Um, what? Okay. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they've been reporting this for years. So the developers of the game, decided to take that feature out. You can no longer use the blackface leather face. This is so why we can't have nice things. That's the <laughs> yeah, you can't be blackface leather face anymore on the game. So, of course, this set, <laughs> sent them into an outrage about freedom and censorship. Oh, and I, res man. I they, reserve they love the right. To be black leather face. <laughs> the comment section is just. Oh golden. man, did it go like you can say the word? Why can't I say it? That's yeah, one of those, basically. Yo, <laughs> and that's why I'm in Facebook jail now because I was bullying. <laughs> I was bullying racist trolls on there. <laughs> you know? So they banned them. They banned you for that. I okay. got banned. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm not supposed to call a, a racist pussy a, a racist pussy. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. 
you know, my, my freedom is getting taken away and I'm oppressed because I can't have my video game character in blackface. So oh, man. <laughs> that I, type just, of shit is going on there. So, so basically people are acting like assholes and they're blaming the company for because of their acting like assholes. Yeah. I mean the you, company you, company is just trying to protect themselves. Yeah. They're like, look, if yeah, if people are getting harassed <laughs> on our game and it's gonna look bad on us, it's gonna give us bad press, let's you know stop this. Y'all yeah. the ones are messing it up for us. You yeah, know? you know, you know how I know you're racist because you're mad at the black people calling this shit out and not the racist assholes who fucked it up for y'all. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? This is oh man. This this, this so, is the miracle we live. This is America. That's all I got. So say that is it. why I was I'm not able to share the link out on Facebook tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'm doing I'm my tag time. I'm yeah, I'll that. tag you in it. You'll still be on this. Don't worry. I, I got you. <laughs> but yeah, that is the dumbest thing, man. I mean, but and the thing is, like, people mad over that. But like I said, the leather face thing, him wearing fake people's faces, that's that's a, from a real guy. You know, yeah. Ed Gain back in what yeah. the 30s or something like that? Something 50s or something. Yeah. Yeah, serial killer, uh, cut off people's faces, yeah. wore them. So that's a real thing. But they're not mad about that. <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah. Like the real, but I don't, I don't know. What yeah, you see that. I've seen comments like, "Oh, well, Leatherface killed white people and wore white masks too." You know, but <laughs> <laughs> you're not acting like struggles. an asshole yeah. when you're wearing white masks. <laughs> yeah, you know, everybody struggles. You know, I got grounded for taking out the trash once. <laughs> Everybody's life is hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So yeah, that I I, I went against my. I, I swear, I, I made I made an oath. To myself to not read comments and i went and did and i you now i'm suffering the consequences you know <laughs> oh at least just like, one more day don't, you... don't read the comments don't read the comments ah oh, shit oh don't don't reply don't reply oh shit here i am <laughs> and here we go i'm talking shit oh no i'm banned <laughs> Nothing happened to that guy. He's still just saying whatever he yeah. wants to, but you're the one yeah. in that band. Yeah. The guy, the guy who called said, fuck you, race baiter is still on there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. This is America. Yeah. So, all right. So can okay, we move on to the next part of the podcast? Yeah. Okay. Like I said, it's comic book bullies where we talk about the comic books. And Eli, I guess I guess I'm gonna go first. Cause I I guess you, you had a light more books than I did. Oh, I've actually oh. read most of the shit you read, so. Yeah, so you can just you can just help me out on that one. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, so we're gonna so first we'll, I'm gonna go ahead and start a time. I know I used to throw it on you because I can get get prepared, but I'm gonna just go ahead and just jump into it and take the slack. But yeah, what we got going on right now is that we have uh, Jonathan Hickman's uh, reportedly last X Men book. He has been the guy that's been the architect for the X Men books like the last two three years. I'm not really sure what's going on, but he's been the guy that's been you know over the books. And now, all of a sudden, you know, like I said, circumstances have happened. His team that he brought on want to keep the books that they have going on. They don't want him to keep screwing up stuff. So Marvel's like, you got to go. So this is it. This is his last run. This is X-Men Inferno number four. So this is the book that, uh, basically the last book we're going to get. And for people that make me know what's going on, basically Mystique has basically concocted a plan to kind of like burn down Krakoa or whatever like that, the mutant island. And she's kidnapped Moria. Her and Destiny have kidnapped Moria. And Professor X and Magneto are on their way trying to find them. But it is a trap. Instead of finding Moria, they find... Let's see who they find. Oh, uh, 
they find Nimrod and they find Omega Sentinel. Her real name is Karina, but we're going to call her Omega Sentinel. You know, they're there because that's where they find it. Not only them, but they also find like an army of Orcus. You know, basically the Orcus are like the, the evil mankind bad guys. That they are. They've been fighting for the last whatever. You know, it was like, surrender. Surrender yourself to science, you know. And, you know, they just, Professor X and Magneto, you know what? I think this is a trap. You know, and basically, like, you know what? We're trying to find Moria, but we got to get past these guys. So, like, and he's like, uh, Charles, are you ready? Let's do it. But before they can do it, uh, Nimrod and Omega Sentinel kill all the humans in the room, just blast them. So, they're like, what the hell? So, they kept, and then Professor X and Magneto's like, what, what the hell you do that for? He was like, Yeah, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. Flesh is weak, right? <laughs> they're basically like, Look, we hate the humans as much as we hate you, <laughs> so we want to have well, we're gonna have this fight. I don't want them in the way. This is going to be between us. That's what it's going to be. You know, so that's what it's going to be. So then they start, and then you get this awesome panel between Professor Magneto. Now, I don't know if we've ever had this before, like a Professor X and Magneto team up. But to me, this is an iconic shot. That's just for me, you okay. know, being a long Because I did think X. that was pretty cool. I was like, oh, I don't think I've ever seen that before. They, they just like, okay, let's do this, you know. So they get ready to power up. X professor is like, look, start a human's dead. Magneto, kid gloves are off. Just wild out. Just go, you know. Uh, Karina dies out the way. Magneto's doing Magneto shit. Nimrod's just like that tickle. Get that shit off me. So he blasts them. They get knocked back, and they realize Professor X and Magneto. Oh, we might be outclassed in this fight, you know. Uh, and yeah. So, but the thing. Oh, and then Nimrod steps on Cerebro. It's like, oh shit. So you now, and then he's just like, yeah, you guys are screwed. And then Professor X does a power that I don't think I've ever seen him do before. He powers up. And like telekinetically destroys Nimrod. I didn't know he had the power. I thought he was just well, like he did something. Well, he did something in Logan, remember? Or he was like did something like. But but shit. that was he did, he like gave everybody like aneurysms and stuff like this. Like he messed with their brain. This one he like destroyed him. Like he took him apart with his mind. Which does, I didn't th- think that was. Does Professor X have telekinesis? No, no, he doesn't. But he okay. does here. Yeah, so. I don't know. It, Hickman does what he wanted <laughs> This to do. is not kidding. It's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> right. Just, just go. Just go with it. Just go. With it, you know? Not uh, my fucking Xavier. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so anyway, we cut to Krakoa at the bottom of the ocean of Krakoa, and you got Mystique and Destiny basically like, "Look, we got to kill you." And Mystique, oh, spoiler. And but Mystique is like, "You can't kill me because you kill me, you're gonna wipe out the timeline." She's like, "Nah, we can." So oh, she yeah, blasts. This is their last life, right? Does she only have like 10 lives or some shit? Yeah, because after M- Mystique blasts her, then you get the death of Moria X. And I thought that was pretty cool. And then, and then. And I thought that was pretty cool. It was almost like, well, I want to read that book, but I guess I am reading that book right now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so basically, they go back in time. So basically, what happened was that, uh, and I'm just cut to the end. I'm going to pass all that shit. Uh, Mystique got a, Mystique got a gun from Forge. Forge made a gun, and this actually did happen like in the one of the Hickman books earlier, where he made a gun that could turn a mutant into a human, and it's permanent. Once it's done, it's done. You out of there. So what they did, they turned Moria into a human. You know, they, she made them into one of them, you know. From a certain point of view. Yeah. From, so from she is you. dead. Yeah, so yeah, so but so the death of Moria X. So yeah. the mutant Moria is dead, so she's just a human now. And the yeah. thing is, now that she's a human, and she no longer has her mutant powers, now they can kill her. Because and she'll stay dead, and she'll stay dead. So that means it locks in this timeline, you know, and go past that anyway. Because her power was 
re, re reincarnation or whatever. Right. So they took that power away from her because she's no longer mute. So now she's just a human. So if she dies, that won't re- reset the timeline. It's just gonna keep going. Anyway, back to Professor X. We went back to Professor X and, and uh them. They're getting their ass kicked right now. Uh Magneto's down, but Mag- uh Magneto's just like, oh, I gotta ask you a question. So Magneto does his Magneto shit and turn Omega Sentinel's gun on her. And she's like, look, I'm gonna ask you one time, where's Moria? They're like, who's Moria? <laughs> you know, why is Moria? You know, they don't even know who she is. And Nimrod reassembles himself because he had the power. So he's got like regeneration power, shit like that. So that thing Professor X did did nothing to him. Meanwhile, Professor X looked like he's like spent. Like he just used up all his mutant power. So he just grabs him and shit. So you got Nimrod holding Professor X by the neck, and you get Magneto magnetically making him make a sentinel shoot her own face out. So you got a Mexican, <laughs> so you got a Mexican standoff. They're just like. You got my guy, I got your, you, you got my girl, I got your guy. What are we going to do? Uh, and Magneto's just like, no, Nimrod's just like, okay, you let her go, and I let him go, and we'll just call it a draw, we'll just finish this up some other time. And Magneto's just like, nah, you got this messed up. There's no way you leaving out of here alive. <laughs> you know? Uh, and so, okay, well, i make another bet with you. How about we let them go, and me and you settle this uh, Titan to Titan, or God to God, or like that, you know? away from the lesser beings and he's like magnetic you know psychically talking to professor x he's like charles what do i do and he's like look i just i way they're talking the way they're acting i don't think they know where moria is i don't think they know who moria is so there's really no reason for us to be here you know so but anyway let it go so we can get out of here so magneto lets him make a sense to go he like you can have her uh he was like yeah you fucked up <laughs> he just decided to just kill professor x anyway he was like yeah i don't feel like honoring our deal so he just like that so man you know just wows out you know blast him but that's when omega sentinel like you know duplicates himself so you got like three of them down there you know then uh what's her face omega sentinel he's like i got something for you mutant i got a power dampener and man he was like yeah i got nothing for you no patience no pause no mercy and he just like man, just rips her apart you know but her hand flies over across the room, but her hand is still active because, you know, she just controls it by remote control and she activates the power dampener. You know, and when she activates the power dampener, Magneto is powerless. You're like, oh, it's gone. So now he's got no powers with three Nimrods against him. So you know how that goes. He pretty much gets taken out pretty easily. And, you know, they start talking like, uh, they're pretty much it. She reforms herself, Nimrod reforms herself, and Magneto's just like, uh, I will see you again. And she's like, of course you will, mutant. Because we are the future and you are not, you know. And that's basically the thing that Hickman was boiling down to is that, yes, the humans are the evolution of man. But AI is the evolution of both of them. So it's the AI, the machines that need to worry about. It's the whole matrix thing that he was building towards. But like I said, it cut him off of the knees. Um, Resistance is futile. Pretty much. So anyway. We cut back to Mystique and and Moria, and she's about to just kill her. She's like, man, you got the powers. I can kill you and be done with it. But before she can kill him, if you kill her, that's when Cypher shows up. Cypher shows up and be like, you can't kill her. They're like, why I can't kill her? I can do what I want to. If You you can't kill her because it's against the law. Now that she's a human, you got to remember rule law number three. Harm no man or murder no man. Yeah, murder no man. You can't do it. And Mystique like, I don't give a shit about no law right now i'm gonna kill this bitch you know you get done get it done with like nope you can't kill her uh because i said you can't kill her like and who are you you know and destiny the whole time is like you need to worry about this guy i'm getting like weird vibes from this kid right here he looked like he ain't nothing but 
he could probably kill everybody in this room if he wanted to. I don't know how, but something in this room tell me he could do that if he wanted to. So, and basically this is going back and forth. You know, Cypher just saying, you can't kill her. Uh, and Mystique is just like, how about this? How about I kill you? And when I bring you back, make you forget you ever came in this room and kill her then. That way it makes my decision a whole lot easier. She's like, well, you could kill me, but then you got to go through my wife. And it's Eunice the Unbeatable. Oh, and Krakoa. <laughs> the island of Krakoa. Yeah, I was about to say, he can control, doesn't he talk to Krakoa? Yeah, they're, they're like friends, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Krakoa is his friend, his buddy, and Eunice the Untouchable, or Eunice the Unbeatable, whose power is she can't be beaten. So they're screwed. And on top of that, Warlock pops out. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, y'all might not want to do that. You know, and then Destiny's like looking at the future. Mystique, like, what, what future do you see? Okay, so the future I see right here. Like, she's like, can I kill Moria? She's like, you can, but if you kill Moria, we're dead next. And they might bring you back three years from now, but they don't bring me back. Uh, and you can't kill the kid. You even go for that kid, his wife's going to kill you. So we basically have no moves. We're stuck. We're stuck in the moves. Uh, we can't do anything. So that's pretty much it. So they, but what they do is that they let Moria go because they realize that they they go after Moria. Uh, Sykes is going to send his whole team after him. And it's like so. The only thing we can do is that look, cut your losses. You got your wife. You got your wife back. You got Destiny back. Call it a win. You know, just go about your business, live your life. You know, and Memoria, uh, Moria kind of hand cut off. Warlock gives her like a cybernetic arm, you know, and basically just like, okay, Kokoa is going to open the door one time. He's going to open the gate for you one time. After that, he's going to shut the gate because you're a human now. You can't come back through the gate. You are no longer allowed in, in Kokoa. I don't care where you go. Just get the hell out of here. And then she looks at Mystique. She's like, so y'all going to uh, chase after me? They're like, oh, we won't be the only ones chasing after you. <laughs> So enjoy your humanity while you got it, because it won't last very long. Yeah. Well, you kind of skipped the part where when she was when when they were talking to Moria, and the reason why she had that gun is because she was going to convert all the mutants before they were born or some shit. Well, no, she out. said no. She said she's already done it. She said she already knows how to do it because she said yeah. in another timeline she already wiped out all the humans. I mean, wiped out all the mutants. All the mutants, yeah. So. Yeah. But she like, but that doesn't help anything because if she does that, the machine's gonna take over anyway. So like, no matter what happens, everybody's still gonna die, you know. Yeah. Um, and then one week later, then you got Professor X and Magneto because they had a backup Cerebro back on Krakoa. So, but it took them a week to bring them back. And then you got Emma Frost standing there. She's like, I always wanted to say this to me, <laughs> my X Men. And they're like, Oh, shit. that's my favorite panel. <laughs> That's an awesome <laughs> panel. It's just, just Emma Frost doing Emma Frost stuff. I just love it, you know. And she was like, and, and basically Magneto was like, how long were we out? Uh, y'all are out a week. I, I took a week for y'all to come back. I could have brought y'all back earlier, but I wanted to make some changes to the island when y'all were gone. And then Charles was like, what did you do? Well, first thing I did, uh, I told the choir council everything you did. So all those secrets you were keeping with Moria, they all know. So now nobody else on the island knows what happened except just us 12. We know. And you're going to carry those secrets more than anybody else. And then she gives them back to uh, Cerebro and she like heavy, heavy, uh, heavy is the crown that heavy is the head that wears the crown. I, I'm going to be screwing like this up. Yeah, basically, Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you know what I'm saying. So basically it goes to, we just cut to the choir council. All 12 members are there. Uh, Cypher is there sitting on them. And the thing is, Eli, I don't think they know Cypher is there. Because basically he's saying like Cypher has been monitoring them the whole time. They have no idea he knows what he knows. You know. Yeah. 
Okay, well, I mean, so, he, like I said, he he's friends with the Kokoa. Yeah. And so, yeah. So they like something so, in a way. Kind of, because technically, <laughs> yeah, because technically he's the most powerful member in Krakoa. Like, he's the most powerful X-Men in Krakoa, but nobody knows it. Mm-hmm. You know, he's kept to himself. So basically, what, so basically the panel ends with just like, you know, with the way they built Krakoa, no, no outside force can penetrate these walls. But what about the inside forces? The end. Da, 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 and we go to Immortal X-Men. So that's the book right there. So, yeah, awesome book. Awesome send-off to Hickman. I do feel like this was him putting the toys back in the toy box as much as he could because he didn't really change too much. Like I said, Moria barely showed up in these books anyway because everybody thought she was dead. Uh, Destiny's Everyone here. thought she was going to be Professor X, remember back then? <laughs> right, everybody had these theories, stuff like that. So when it all boils down to it, nothing really changed, but I don't think Hickman could really change much anyway. Uh, Nimrod's yeah. here. That's about it. So Yeah, I think he set up a lot of shit. Like, this didn't have... Well, he never got to finish his story, but right. other than this book, so it didn't have like the grand, epic, mind blowing finale like that we're like used fan- for Hickman to doing. Yeah, yeah like his Fantastic, Fantastic Four or Avengers. Secret Wars. Yeah. yeah, or Secret Wars or any of that shit. But this, he sort of set up shit. You know, he set up a world. Yeah, he gave them else, stuff yeah. they could run with. Yeah, like yeah. I said, because they've been spending two years trying to make sure Nimrod doesn't get made. Nimrod is here. You know. Yeah. And plus, he planted seeds that, uh, like the the machines are scared of the mutants because in their future, the that the machines get wiped out because Apocalypse come back and kills them, and we haven't even seen Apocalypse. He's just off doing whatever with his kids and his wife and kids. So, so he's planted seeds. You're right. He's planted seeds. We don't know how it's going to pay off, but it's up to the the other guys that are taking over the X Men books to to plant those seeds. But they might say, "Screw it, I'm gonna do something else." You know, <laughs> so. Honestly, Eli, I feel like this is one of the dumbest decisions Marvel has made in the last five years, letting Hickman go before he finishes run. Like, please let him... Because this under, run under was... Under, like, signature series and shit? Yeah, because... The, I mean, because you already know that he was going to tie all this stuff back in to his X-Men and, I mean, his Avengers and Fantastic Four run. He's the but only he reason why I started reading the X-Men. Yes, that's the reason why I started reading. I was just like, man, the stuff he's doing right now, there's some game changing next level stuff. Like Marvel's putting out some comes classic legendary stuff right now. It is like, nope, that's it. So I'm like, damn. So at least he got the show running. So at least they got he gave him a template to run off of. But like I said, you got other guys running it, so we don't know where it's gonna go from there. But man, it it just hurts my heart. It just hurts my heart that this is the last like great X-Men book we're gonna get for until who knows comes back till donny kicks y'all oh no <laughs> i shouldn't have had that reaction that was like my my gut reaction here <laughs> oh man all right so, so what books you got next um i'm only doing two so i guess should i do the one from last week first no 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 no, no. save save that one save that one okay why well, don't you, do... you do a warm-up book first yeah. okay well i'll do was it detective mm-hmm. uh Detective 1047? Yeah, I'll tell you what. That cover was cool as hell. Oh, not that. Oh, did it show up? Oh. Uh, yeah. Okay, let me get let me get, get that screen up. This is the variant. Um, Boom. There you go. So, uh, yeah, this is Detective 1047. This is the new arc. I haven't, I haven't read Detective in a while. 
I kind of fell off in the whole. Do, do they have a new writer or anything? Or? No, it's still what's the name, Marie, Marika Tamaki or whatever. Okay. Um, she's on it, and I like I said during the whole future state, I got worn out on Batman and Detective and all that shit. Um, so I, I I haven't read it in a while, but I jumped back on because this is the new story arc. Um, called Shadows of the Bat, and basically. Batman's gone. Batman's doing Batman Incorporated shit. So he's he's not in Gotham right now. But um, there's this thing called Arkham Tower, which I didn't know about. <laughs> okay. So Arkham Tower, it's it's uh, a new Arkham Asylum. So Arkham Asylum shut down. They created this big giant skyscraper called Arkham Tower, which is supposed to uh, be more of a positive um effective way of treating mental health and not locking away you know villains like they did and hiding them away like they did in arkham asylum this is more of you know they're bringing attention to mental health and um sort of uh rehabilitating them and they're swear by the results that the that this is a a a new treatment for you know the criminally insane um and this guy named what's his name fear or where dr where he's you know the, it starts out he's doing a press conference talking about all this shit like we have new ways of treating mental health um yeah our in and in reporters are questioning well how are you doing this is oh we have our ways you know shady <laughs> as hell you know that's not ominous uh, right <laughs> yeah and then we cut to um uh what's your fate what's that reporter reporter and and uh cassandra or what's her name the batwoman redhead batwoman um they're talking and they're saying how like a Joker gang's been ripping off like uh, experimental drugs and blah, all this is connected, right? So there's something shady going on with that Arkham Tower. Basically, that's going on. Then we cut to uh, oh yeah, this some killer chick. I forget her name because I haven't, I didn't read that storyline, but she's some psycho killer chick who kills people with scissors. I don't know her name. I forget her name. Sorry. Um. Then it then it cuts to like two weeks later and shit has hit the fan. <laughs> the inmates are rioting in Arkham Tower. So and then the Bat family has to make an assault on Arkham. You know. So um Nightwing's in there and somebody else, I think Nightmare and Orphan are in there, but they're not responding. Nightwing is dressed up as a doctor. And meanwhile, that chick with the scissors is going around scissoring everybody. Batwoman is trying to. <laughs> okay. <yeah. laughs> I got it. Boom, boom. Aha. That's how I want to go out. No. <laughs> yeah, she's killing people with scissors, as in the, the cutty stuff. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> shit. Uh, Batwoman's trying. Oh Christ! The Batwoman's <laughs> trying to murder the fucking Arkham. The scissor. Anyway, they, they throw, <laughs> they throw, the, they throw that doctor out the window, and he dies. And <laughs> yeah, they, they got to break into Arkham and save everybody. <laughs> this is like the start of the fucking series. <laughs> yeah, it's another like assault on Arkham type of deal. Only it's Arkham Tower instead of Asylum, and it's 
the bat family and it's okay. I don't know how long I'm going to stay. I guess it's supposed to be like a weekly event for the next I think like 12, 12, issues. 12 issues. Yeah. Yeah. So. For the like next three months. Three months. Yeah. Ooh. Can I okay. stay on this every week? I don't know. We'll see. It could Art's be really awesome. Cool. It, it could be awesome. Yeah. It's 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 a familiar setup. It's nothing new, but you know, it is kind of like what Tinian did doing his de- yeah. detective run. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I mean, it's the art is cool. I, I, you know, and this is just the intro. The setup's pretty cool. Like I said, it's nothing we haven't seen before, but it's still intriguing enough. Like, hey, this could be this could be cool. So I'll I'm, I'll check out I'll check it out next week and see where it goes. And just kind of, I'm not gonna commit. But I'm gonna just see how see how, see where it takes me. You know what I'm so three <clears> out of five. Nice, okay, nice start. Like I said, a, a Batman book with no Batman in it, but still pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So if you thought we were done with X Men, you are wrong. <laughs> we are now after we did X Men Inferno with the legendary Jonathan Hickman. Now let's do a X Men book with Hacksaw Jerry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> without him. Hacksaw Jerry Duggan or whatever his name is. I can't remember his name. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I think that's what his name is. Uh, but yeah. yeah, so this this book, uh, man, I don't know if I want to jump off this train or not, Eli, but I'm going to ride it for a little while longer. But like I said, this is X-Men number six. Uh, basically what this book is, is they introducing a new hero, Captain Krakoa. Uh, okay. But good thing awesome. about this, yeah, good thing about this book is that it's not about Captain Krakoa. So it acts like a bait and switch. So I'm like, it's actually a good bait and switch. So let's jump into it. Uh, basically what's going on is that the book starts off with, you know, a cat stuck in the tree. And, oh, no, it went out. Anyway, oh, I'll come damn. back. Yeah, it went out. Don't worry. We'll come back. We'll come back. Uh, cat got stuck in the tree. And Captain Krakoa saved the cat in the tree. You know, he's just going around just doing just stuff like that. You know, just going around saving saving kittens and you know, rescuing people and walking old ladies down the street, you know, doing the stuff that you expect to see. Anyway, I can't get it up. Uh, but while they're doing that, <laughs> that's what she said. Not, 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 <laughs> first, we get the scissor, then we, <laughs> uh, X Men has been awesome. Drew, what's going on? Uh, I, I, here's the thing, Drew. Actually, X Men has been awesome, but the thing is that Hickman had such a, a high pedigree of what he was doing, it's just making me hard it's making it hard for me to go to like an X-Men book and, and review that because of what this high level that Hickman was doing. So that's why it's tough. But like I said, I'm hanging there and we are back up. Let's get it back in there. Boom. Okay. So cat stuck in a tree. Um, and he's do, just doing stuff like that. But anyway, it's a new hero and you got Spider-Man. We got a Spider-Man, uh, sighting and he says the new hero. He said, Hey, I haven't seen you around New York city. What's your name? And he's like, my name is, and they cut to, it's Casper Cora. Who cares? Slim Shady. But, yeah. <laughs> I'm Slim Shady and I'm Slim Shady. But anyway, we're going to Krakoa. And what's going on? We got uh, Cyclops standing in the middle of the Quiet Council with Krakoa. And you know your boy. You know your boy Cypher's in there somewhere. He ain't there, but he's there. You know, and he basically he called him down here because they're saying Captain Krakoa has to be on the team, you know, to help PR. And he was like, and he's like standing there being judged. And you see a few empty seats. So this is before inferno before that you know uh and yeah that's what's going on yeah cyclops just like and basically it's unanimous everybody there except one person disagrees it's sinister because listen he just wanted to disagree for no reason whatsoever so they have to vote on whether or not Catherine Cole joins the x-men team but anyway 
that's enough for Captain Krakoa. Nobody cares about Captain Krakoa. Let's get to the real media story. The real media story is that Sunfire is on Mars. No, actually, he's not. Yeah, he's on Mars right now. And he's trying to stop that X-Men villain, Felong. Not Felong, Felong. That's what it was on Street Fighter 2. Yeah, Felong, uh, because he's crashing into the moon of Mars, which is Phobos. So Sunfire goes up there, tries to intercept them. Uh, basically, like, when he gets there, I'm going to send him back to Earth because he's not allowed here because, you know, he's trespassing on, you know, Iraqian soil or whatever like that. So he gets there, uh, and he's just like, look, okay, Phelong, you're here, but now it's time for you to go back. He's like, no, I'm here where I want to be. So I am here. So they get into it, and they talk about how they're his house. One of them Chinese, one of them Japanese, and our grandfathers went to war, stuff like that, and look at us doing the same thing on a different planet. You know, he's like, I'm not leaving. You're getting out of here because I am claiming the moon of Mars. So that's what he's doing. But why they're doing that? Uh is that Unistay unbeatable? I can't I get these mutants confused. Anyway, the little hawk looking dude right here with the axe and shit like that. He's just like, look, somebody's on our moon. I'm gonna go up there. I'm gonna take him out. I don't know who it is, but I'm taking him out. So he goes flying up to the moon. Uh Voltar, I can't remember what his name is. Uh Phelong and Sunfire about to fight, but that's when the axe hawk looking dude, Vorak, the slayer of the goddess of pain, whatever like that. So he's there and he's ready to rock, wreck people. Uh, and Phelons are like, no, you can get out of here. I'm claiming this place. This moon belongs to the humans. And he's like, okay, well, cool. Off with your head. So before he does that, Phelong jumps out of the way. Sunfire jumps out of the way. He's like, look, I got this handle. You get out of here. And then he blasts the axe, which is supposed to be like a thousand, 10,000 years old. He just blasts and didn't like the finger gun things after that. He like, you know, after that, he like, look, okay, get out of here. I don't want to kill you, you know. Uh, but then that's when he gets really pissed, picked up, uh, I guess, like a something, blasts Sunfire, gets him out of there, and he's just like, okay, human, now it's your turn. So he's about to take out Fei Long, and Fei Long opens his mouth and like blasts him to the point that there's nothing but legs left, <laughs> you know. And then Sunfire like, what the hell? What did you just do? I didn't even know you had powers. Like, yeah, I. I I'm rich, so I gave him some power, you know. And he's just like, oh, I claim I claim this moon of Mars. It belongs to Earthlings. And, like, I guess a week later, it, oh, yeah, he called Storm. He like, Storm, yeah, we got a problem, <laughs> you know. Uh, so then when they're doing all that, he has terraformed the Mars completely where they, like, yeah, ecosystem there. They got atmosphere there. He made the gravity. like, And they have a, a corpse of Nightcrawler there. You know, like, the X-Men always get killed all the time and shit like that. They kept one of the bodies. So, yeah. And the best of has been experimenting on it. They've just been making it better. So, yeah, that's what's going on. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so cut back to Captain Krakoa. And apparently, outside of the treehouse, there's, like, a vigil or remembrance for, for Cyclops. Cyclops is dead. You know, everybody's crying. It's like, yeah, Cyclops is my favorite, uh, my favorite X-Man, you know. So Captain Krakoa just like, oh, but I, I guess Cyclops saves him. So Captain Krakoa goes so back. Who is into Captain Krakoa? Captain Krakoa is Cyclops. I was about to say, is he going to be Cyclops? <laughs> yeah, he's Cyclops. You, you knew it was coming. You knew yeah. it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So anyways, uh, he just, but, you know, they basically faked his death, you know. Yeah, so I mean, they why, can't let, they, the humans can't know that they're resurrected mutants, right? Or some shit, right, they can't, like a rule or some shit? Right, and I think that's what they were doing. They were like, okay, so if word gets out that Cyclops is doing whatever, then they got to fake his death. 
So what he does is that he calls Ben Urich because Ben Urich is about to, you know, oh, expose. Oh, that's right. You were like, I haven't read. I'm only, I only know this shit because you're reading this shit. Oh yeah, you, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So so Ben Urich is about to expose the fact that he has proof, evidence that the X Men know how to, you know, resurrect. So Cyclops is calling him like, look, I'm I'm Scott Summers. I was a friend of Cyclops, you know, and I was just calling you on his behalf, even though he's dead. But I just want to talk to you about uh some photos you got. He's like, some photos I got. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm I'm doing some some other stuff right now. This Cyclops guy, yeah, I I, I know I saw him in the news a couple times. Never met him before. He seemed like a nice guy, but my condolences out for you. But I'll talk to you later on. I have other stuff to talk about. And that's it. So something happened where Ben Urich doesn't re- even remember meeting Cyclops or getting that photo or any stuff, anything like that. So basically, Cyclops did all this bullshit faking his death for no reason. Yeah. So uh, the, the, the book is fun. I mean, there's some good stuff to it. Drew, I'll give you that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not the biggest X-Men fan. Hey, I know mm. I know that's blasphemy. <laughs> but I, but to be fair, Eli, you read more X-Men books than I have like in 2020. I was, yeah. I mean, there was a few that I was reading. You, you were know, on it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was I read Inferno and you know, I was reading Hellions and uh something else. I don't know. <laughs> something oh, new mutants. I was reading New, new Mutants yeah. and, and shit. Yeah. yeah, so that's going on. So like I said, it's a fun book and it is building up towards it. And it's it's fun. But Hickman was doing something else. And Hickman book was fun also, but Hickman was doing something special we haven't seen before. This is Avengers, just with X-Men. That's all it is. It's cool. It's nice. But like I said, after Inferno, this is kind of a step down, even though it's still a good, fun book. But yeah. It seems like we're in transitions. Like, you know, Donny Cates' Venom's over, and Al Ewan's Hulk is over, and we're kind of, now Hickman's Avengers, or X-Men's over. We're kind of yeah. like transitioning into a new... A new a new era, so to speak. Um, yeah, so we just got to see how Marvel's going to plan this out, you know. Uh, book to end of the vision. I don't know, Drew. You think so, Drew? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I'm, my fingers are crossed, but, you know, I'm basically like, you know, don't give me hope, you know. So <laughs> it happens, it happens. All right, so, Eli, what, what, you got one more book. Uh, oh, I know yeah. It was a, yeah. Okay. No, no, I was, I was just setting you up. That's all. Because like I said, this is a book that we were going to do last week. We didn't do last week, so we're going to do it this week. Yeah. And we just go for it. So, yeah, since Drew, I know, week... I know you already read it. Drew, I know you already reviewed it, but we didn't get a chance. To, we, we were late to the party. So Yeah, since we did our best of last week, we didn't do any comics. So, And since this book was so dope, I wanted to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me get the image up. Um, so this is Swamp Thing, Green Hell, number one, written by Jeff Lemire. With Greg Monkey, is that how you say his name? Monkey. Monk. I would I would say Monk, but I may be saying it wrong. No. Monk Monkey uh, drawing, and it's a DC Black Label. So just look at that. It's Swamp Thing with like dismembered bodies in his tentacles or branches. <laughs> <laughs> well, so damn. they're using that DC label for finally something cool for what it's right. supposed to be to, for some <laughs> balls. They got some balls on back on the DC label or Black Label. <laughs> So basically, this starts out now. I haven't been reading like none of the recent Swamp Thing. Uh, I mean, uh, I would imagine this wouldn't. Yeah, tie so I'm not sure if this has anything to do with anything that's going on in the the, the Swamp Thing run right now. But you know, Ram B is right now. You know. Yeah, this is the future. It's some dystopian future on Earth where it's covered in it's Water World. It, the world is Water World. Kevin Costner's Water World. <laughs> um 
And we start out, there's like this dude and his daughter, they're like scavenging or scavenging for uh, like uh, food, or, you know, they're fishing, but they're not catching any food. They're catching a bunch of garbage in the ocean. And hey, we can keep some of this for supplies. They go back to this island that everybody, like most of humanity's on. There's, like, you know, villages and shit, and they're trading and bartering. There's an old man who, um, I forget his name, but he's, uh, you know, always talking about a lighthouse. And then some, these like, like thugs show up. It turns out, I think the, one of the, the leader of the thugs is like his brother. And there's some history about the wife that was his sister who killed herself. And they're arguing. He's like, I'm, I'm here to take some supplies. He's like, you're not supposed to take supplies till next month. We still have to eat. And then they end up getting into a fight. Um, and then they end up leaving. Um, meanwhile, the, uh, the council of trees or whatever they called the, 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 the parliament, parliament of trees, yeah. the parliament of trees or the green, there's like the green, the, the red rye. and the rock. Yeah. So they're all having a conversation. Um, and they're basically saying this world is fucked up. It's out of balance. It, this world just can't be like water and stone. We need to, you know, we need to bring back life or something. So we, what we need to do, we need to create another swamp thing. That's basically what they decide to do. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, back on the island, um, a bunch of people are like, we can't let those thugs get away with this shit. We, we must, we got to stop them. And they're like, we got no weapons. You know, they're arguing about whether to fight these, these, this, these thug clan or whatever. So um, a bunch of them end up, going and attacking the thugs they're on like this oil rig and there's a big fight a bunch of people get killed their bodies fall into the ocean and the green or the rot and they all end up becoming swamp things so then it turns into attack of the fucking killer swamp thing and a bunch of swamp things show up on the island and start ripping people apart it's fucking dope um the little girl ends up take the the guy the dad says hey go go with the old man. And so she goes with the old man. The old man takes her to the lighthouse. And um, what are we doing here? And he's like, oh, I, I got to meet somebody. And in the lighthouse is John Constantine, old man, John Constantine. Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he's like, yeah, this, and he's like, it's happening or whatever. The old man tells John and he's like, okay, well, uh, he's going to be really mad about this, but I guess I got to do it. So then he raises Alex Holland swamp thing from the dead. And of course, Alec is like, you motherfucker, what I, you couldn't let me rest in peace and all this shit, you motherfucker. And um, uh, he's like, yeah, there's shit going down here and we're going to need you to help us fight the green. And that's where it ends. Okay. Well, that's pretty interesting <laughs> that he gets the powers from the green, but he has to fight the green. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought this was dope. Um, art is dope. It's gory and brutal. Like I said, using what the DC black label is supposed to be for and like push the envelope as far as like right, right now they're just using it like a elsewhere store, like just throwaway yeah. store, just put it over here. But no, nah, this is where it's supposed to be. So yeah, yeah it's it's a lot of fun. Um yeah, it's not yeah, just push the vibe. I don't need to see bat dick or titties or whatever. Just <laughs> right. give me give me the brutality <laughs> that I can't right. see in the regular books, you know. <laughs> So yeah, um, this like I said, this might be my early if the if the series keep, continues to be this cool, this might be on my best of list for next year. So, <laughs> okay, uh, how many issues is it going to be? I think there's only three, but it's a black that, label, that, so it's like that's double. a black. 
yeah. yeah so black label use like three three in and out three out. yeah yeah get in and out so Pretty all good. right all right so my last book i'm gonna do and i think you're booked out so the last book i'm going to do is superman son of kal-el number six uh right, I read you, this you said you you never okay you read this I one read also it. all right so uh let me see where we're gonna go with that just see yeah, so based on how the book starts off, the last issue pretty much ended not on a cliffhanger. It pretty much ended at a pretty normal level. You know, he got into it with the the King of Gamora and basically kind of like put the foot down. Okay, we're going to be enemies in the road, but we'll see how it goes from there. And and there's some stuff that happens at the beginning of it, basically like some human trafficking and stuff that goes on at the beginning of the story. They're in Bloodhaven. It happened again, you know. Anyway. <laughs> Uh yeah. Anyway, it's, uh, uh, there's some human trafficking going on in Bloodhaven, but they just go past that. They didn't worry about it. Uh, and what you get at the beginning of the story is that Lois Lane is like, you know, just giving Batman the business, just reading the riot act, just because of what happened in the last issue. Well, the issue before that, because the Kent Farm got destroyed, and the Just League was supposed to be the one, so make sure that didn't happen. You were like, how'd you let that happen? And Clark was going like an hour maybe a couple of hours and you just let him just disappear and you just let uh, the Kent farm get destroyed. So that's on your watch. He was like, look, I was watching the Kent farm. What happened was a little crop dust of plane flew over and we monitored it. There was nothing on it. There was no weapons on it, anything like that. It's Smallville crop dust and planes fly over all the time. We didn't know they we weaponized a woman to put it on there. She was like, so while they're going at it back and forth and she's like, so where is John? So where is John? John got back from Gamora doing his thing, whatever like that saving people and he's like i fought monsters world conquerors despots like that but this is the most nervous i've ever been <laughs> yeah. so his he flies date. his first day yeah so he flies he like i can do this. he's psyching himself up i can do this so he gets down and, and it's jay you know jay is you know his his friend you know <laughs> uh and he knocks on the door and jay has been holding on to his cape you know why he's going you know like a, like a football jock you know when he gives a letter to you know the cheerleader uh so yeah he gives him back his cape he's like like i owe you a dinner you're like I, I brought you over to my grandparents house super villains destroyed it so i still owe you a dinner so what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go get dinner and when i come back you pick where we eat anywhere in the country i don't care you pick so he flies off get his cape and they're on top of the daily planet he's like well, did you get this this piece is good you get it from italy he's like no i got it from new york you're like well it's still good you know so yeah, that's better yeah, new york that, pizza better better than italy <laughs> i don't know it's, <laughs> I mean, Tell the truth, I don't know. I've, no, I've never had I would, Italian pizza from Italy, but New York pizza, you know, I'm just biased because that's where I'm from. Okay, <laughs> let me ask you, have you ate Chicago pizza? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've eaten okay. Chicago pizza. Chicago, Chicago, New York. I know, there's that rivalry. They're two different uh, things. I don't really, you know, this is I've, I've never had, yeah. I've never had New York pizza, but I've had Chicago pizza. Chicago yeah, it's pizza just is... deep dish. It's just deep. It's a pizza pie. It's like pizza cake. <laughs> True. You know what? Chicago has the best chicken. Harold's Chicken. Yeah, shout out to Harold's Chicken. This is not a this is not a uh, sponsorship, but if you go hot, to Chicago, hot, hot dog, Chicago hot dogs are better than New York. <laughs> okay, so there's some pros and cons. What does Mississippi have? What does uh, Taco Bell chicken wings? I guess I don't know. Taco, yeah, because I've never heard of that. I never heard of that <laughs> shit up here, man. <laughs> oh, man. anyway, back to the story. Let's get back in character. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. So basically, Superman's on a date. Yeah. Yeah. Superman's <laughs> on a date. Uh, basically, trying to find out why can't they? Uh, he's basically telling the story about President Bendix. That's the guy that was, uh, you know, Bendix 01. Oh, Bendix 11. Yeah. He won. I guess he won in 11 or something like that. 
and he was the last president they ever had. The president before then, they kidnapped, took her off, and it was Jay's mom. He was like, I haven't seen my mom since he got elected president. You know, and then he did experiments on everybody there and turned us into weapons. And now he's doing like human traffic experience where he's selling us to the highest bidder. That's what he's been doing the whole time. And basically, you know, Jonathan's like, look, we're going to take this. Oh, and they're, they're holding hands. Everybody calm down. It's okay. It's 2022. Oh, just cute. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so he's like, look, don't worry, Jay. We're going to take it's this guy very, down. It's kind of a touching moment because he's talking about how his powers are all, you know, Right, you know, nobody um, sees me, or I can get yeah. it, but he's like, and then, yeah, and then he holds his hand, like, oh, I mean, it, it is a romantic scene. I'm, it's I don't a rom- care, it's, it's a romantic cute. scene. You could say it's what cute. you want to say, but it's romantic, yeah. you know. Flo- hearts are popping around me, right? Weaver, <laughs> <laughs> can you read my mind? I thought for sure they were gonna do it, they're gonna like fly together. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, so Jay is telling him, look. I know a way we take this guy down. First thing we could do is find out how did they get fault line? How did they get steal her from from Star Labs and drop her on your grandparents' house? You know, so we can get in there and find some evidence on that. So before they go in, Jonathan like scans the whole place. He's like, okay, there's don't worry, this this area is clean, so you can just get in there and you can go there. So Jay, you know, does his little ninja flip stuff like that, jumps in, he phases through the wall, stuff like that. So he's like, I'm the best spy of all time because i can just slip in and out of everywhere that's how i get all my information from my podcast you know so he slips in there when he gets in there everybody's already knocked out you know in the control room to have food and he's about to get punched by robin <laughs> damian wayne just face through he was like hold on what you doing I, normally when i swing at people they get knocked out he's like you can't hurt me so right and he's like wait calm down i'm a friend of jonathan jonathan kent he's like no I'm a friend of Jonathan Kent. I'm his only friend. <laughs> Jonathan ain't got no friends. <laughs> <laughs> right, he ain't got no friend. I'm his only friend. So who the Damian hell are you? Being a dick as always. <laughs> right. So then somebody opens the door and it's Lois Lane. <laughs> so so everybody here for Jonathan. Basically, it's like because you know she's a reporter. She this is what she does. You know. So she's like, yeah, I got in here, and she doesn't recognize it. She's like, Jay, it's me. It's me. You know. They're like, oh, okay, it's cool. So. Right, basically, Damien, like, I already got the information. The information y'all came to get, I already got it. <laughs> so they're like, let's go to the roof. Let's, you know, talk this out, see what's going on. And they get the footage of people that were kidnapping Fault Line take out a, a, a Star Labs. So apparently, it was like the Gamorrean uh, ambassador where he has, you know, access to stuff like that. So that's how he would just get in and just get her out of there, you know. So while they're talking it out, you know, uh, Damien and Jonathan have a talk, too. And Damon's just grinning from ear to ear, and John's like, "I don't, I don't like you grinning, man. I don't, this is not. It's making me nervous, uncomfortable. You know." He was that was like, probably my favorite moment of the movie. Yeah, because you you've never seen Damon grin like that before. You're like, "Look, man. All right, so you know, other than my dad, I'm the worst race detective, right? And I am your best friend, so I pick up on stuff like that, right?" He's like, "Okay." And he's like, "Look, I'm happy for you. That's that's all he said. He's like, "I'm happy for you." He was like, "Thanks, man. You know what?" And that was a touching moment right there. Yeah. Yeah, it's just them. That's it. So, and even Lois, like, like Robert, why are you grinning <laughs> like that? I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> I just thought it was cool. So basically, they found information. Uh, Jay knows who everybody on that picture was. He was like, I got his itinerary. He's on. He's about to leave right now. And Lois, is like, don't worry. When I put this information out in the news, he won't be back. And Jonathan's like, okay, I know what ship. So he goes to the ship, grabs those guys. He sees where they are, and he's just like uh look i know you try to you try to kill my grandparents try to kill me try to kill everybody i know and i can't let you get away with it 
So, but what he doesn't know, and he he can hear people in the boxes going like, help me, help me, please. So he goes into one of the boxes ripping up, and it's a bunch of people there. They're doing, they're trafficking humans back and forth, you know, overseas. So like, oh yeah, this ain't going to stand. But the thing is, that ambassador has a whole bunch of super people with him. So they're hitting Jonathan, even though they can't hurt him. He's trying to make sure they don't hurt the people behind him, like in the boxes. So he just does some super breath, blow them away, get them out of there, you know. Oh, and then he got another guy. He was early in the book also. He got like like hypnosis power, like sleep. He's about to take him out. But Jonathan's able to like get away from him before he like can really unleash all his powers on him. So he grabs the ambassador, grabs the box with all the human traffic, uh, traffic, traffic people. And he flies them to, I guess, Bloodhaven, back to Bloodhaven or whatever. But then he takes the other guy up to space. Well, not to space, like the top of the atmosphere where he can still breathe. He's like, you know that shit you pulled was on Batman's watch, right? So you just pissed off Batman. So <laughs> good luck with that. So I know he's going to get all the information out of you. He's going to get the information. I just have they one call him, you You've made barely controlled anger in a bat suit even angrier. so so he takes the ambassador to jay and he's just like uh jay he jay he has some information about the president he's like what he he beat a puppy with an orphan seal or something you know what did he do they're like no not that president the president before him your mom she's still alive like ooh, okay so then that's what's going on and basically just like look i I thought i had superman i hit him with everything i had but he's a little more powerful than i thought he's like don't worry about it when I throw at him, he wouldn't be able to handle this. And he showed all these superpower beings that he's manufacturing. And the next issue is going to be called The Rising or some stuff like that. So anyway, Bendix is is ready for him. Like I said, Bendix is a is an image creation. I think it's from Wildstorm or The Authority or something like that. So he's he's bad news. So like I said, I'm still enjoying the book, still liking it. I hope people aren't weirded out by the relationship. It's just a relationship. It's cool. However, yeah, and, and it's not. Yeah. yeah I, oh, good. Good. I'm just saying. I, I I might want to say one thing that may be a little controversial in this, though. Oh. What if? And I always thought this in the last issue. What if Jay is honeypotting Jonathan? Oh shit. Well, I mean, he's I, a dude, so it's it's honey dicking. But yeah. You know. Um. But but that you know they can't do that because. I mean, because this new this this relationship is making news. It's making headway. So if you flip it on your head, you know, because it basically seems like in the news right now, anytime you have like a, you know, a LGBT relationship, it has to be like a, you know, honest, heart of gold type relationship. You can't have it where it's deception doing stuff like that. It makes it look bad. You might be sending the wrong message. So you can't have, you know, I'm Jay just saying that, like that would be fucked up and it would like definitely make for an interesting story. It would make for an interesting <laughs> story, but you know, they're not going to go there, right? Because there would be an interesting story, you know, like, yeah. oh, I would just seducing you i just like i like no, if it happened i'd feel heartbroken for jonathan i'm just saying it would it, it would because let like, yeah. me let's say and that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying like if it was a a girl or let's say it was a female like cat woman like a version of cat woman like that we already know that's where the story was going when oh yeah. she's just using him she just you know using him to get what she wants but we know jay isn't gonna go down that road but why is he trusting jay so easily i understand he has feeling for him like that but why is he trusting him so this guy like that so mm-hmm. yeah uh, but we we know that's not where the story is going to go but i think if it did go that way it'd be an interesting story if it was a tarantino flick yeah it would go there <laughs> that's exactly how it's going to go we know it's not going to go that way so um yeah no what i was going to say is like i i like not 
maybe I shouldn't say this. <laughs> say it. <laughs> well, like, like it's not the point of the story. Like, yes, Superman is in this, you know, relationship with the, with this, you know, with this other kid, and it's not very, it's not in your face and wishy washy, and they're not. Like, that's not the point of the book. It just happens to be the reality, you know. And there's still a lot of other. He's still doing Superman shit. It's just he just happens to be gay, you know, and that's I I find I think it's a good balance, you know. It's like that's not the the attraction of the book, you know what I mean? Right. That it's still at the core, it's still a Superman story, you know. It's still a superhero story, you know. Yeah, I mean, but the but the romance is there. It's a romance. It is, yeah. Like I said, there was some very touching, wishy washy moments, you know. It's not my thing. Like I like I've never seen the Notebook. That's just I'm not into that shit. <laughs> awesome movie. You see? <laughs> <laughs> Never seen the lake house or you know <laughs> or any of that shit. But but yeah, I mean I just but I, I can see it. Yeah, it, it was touching, you know. There's some romantic moments, but it's not wishy-washy and corny, and you know, it's not the point of it. This isn't a romance book, it's still right. a superhero book. I mean, because the thing is they're still getting to know each other. So we basically witnessed them on their first date. Yeah. you know we're yeah. going and the that. awkwardness that that's going along with it it's yeah it's 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 yeah it's cool yeah so i'm, I'm yeah still so I'm I'm still i know it. Yeah. yeah i know everybody's flipping out about this all the you know the right wing youtubers out there just you know flipping out you know woke this and whatever <laughs> you know it's it's not that big a deal it's, it's reality it's reality yeah. you know it's always been there it's nothing new they just couldn't say it because y'all were being dicks and shit about it right <laughs> you know now now well, they're, they're not hiding anymore that's the thing they're not hiding anymore hell jonathan so. isn't even human so whatever he does <laughs> in a species anyway so. <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh uh, uh, are we booked out are we, we good i'm or? booked out i mean i read i read shang chi but i you know i was going to but when i read like the first couple pages and i saw they were going down the mcu road i was like you know what never mind well, yeah, that's uh, all it is. It's basically his mom telling they're doing all about, kind of retcons and then yeah, like, how yeah how they went to that that magic land that's in the movie and how he met his yeah. how she met his dad and that's yeah. all it is. You know? I'm like I, I've seen it. I've seen the movie. I'm good. <laughs> so <laughs> all right. So yeah, uh, and you know what? I was gonna do a review. I actually read Peacemaker from the, the 1988 miniseries. Oh, oh shit! I was gonna review it. But it sucked, so I'm not going to. So <laughs> well, what? There's your do, review. <laughs> there's your review. It sucked. But I tell you what, I will do. I will give you a recap of uh, issue one through four, so you don't have to read that bullshit. I'm just gonna hit you the highlight notes, and I'll make a uh, whole presentation of it. While we're talking about the uh, uh, talking DCU about the show. or what? Yeah, uh, like a universe, DC universe, whatever. So yeah, let me. I'll yeah, unlimited. I'll yeah, I'll do some homework. It, it's rough. It's gonna to be tough to get through. I'm telling you. I'm like, it's only four issues. That shit took me forever to read. Well, if we're gonna review the show, I want to be one of those. Well, you know. Well, but the thing is, that's what I'm saying. When I read the book, I feel like none of this stuff is gonna make it. None oh, of this stuff is gonna be on the show. I mean the yeah, show? the show. I, I because there's no way. There is no way. But if it happens, I like just just try to read it, Eli, and you'll see. Try to make it through the first issue if you can. All right. All right. Yeah, it's, it's at least tough. the first issue. <laughs> at least the first issue. You're gonna you're gonna take you forever to get past that first issue. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh follow all the other podcasts we have. Like I said, we got this geese and comics, they go on right before us. Uh Eli, we got we gotta we gotta show up on that one day. Yeah. He keeps yeah, sending we, me the link and like I, I'm always busy when he when he does. 
I'll be hey, honest with you. Yeah. I, I, I probably would have did it today, but the fact it's like our third podcast, like oh yeah, you know, seven <laughs> days. I was like, a podcast out, man. <laughs> I need to, you know, you know, refuel or something like that, yeah. re-energize. Uh, but until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. We'll talk to you guys next week. Same bully time, same bully channel. Come on, get on, get some. Comparison, we more solid than they are. Me and Hit Boy, they say we like the new gang star. Me and Flacco, they say we the new wave guards. Shout to Max B, he could yeah. be home any day, God. Wake about the best, scruffy sparking my J. Shine my nickel plated, then I'm starting my day. My old lady called me baby, told the part in my age. Twelve shells in the gauge, like a cart in the eggs. We on home like every carbon chromosomes on my conscience. Here's a nigga talking nonsense, call him nasty Nostradamus. Rock the pearls and diamonds, break the promise, break the wildest, break the heart and break the pockets. Take your notes like guidance counselors. The cracks like the chancellor, the answer to the panhandlers. The corners with the mans is up, the jig is up, the scams is up. Yeah, they hands is up, looking in the crowd, yeah. Trying to fuck the world, but my pants still uninvested. So, oh, my G's before we rest in peace, before we rest in peace. The rest is set, the record set, as soon as I release. The ruling streets, I'm on the streets with no security. They know a nigga overseas. Kind of swag that's passed from your mom and dad. Pride of bags, and we cheesing on them Calvin ads. Mighty peep the billboards, 50 feet when out in traffic. Staring at a nigga picture, shit, you bound to crash. No comparison, we more solid than they are. Me and Hit Boy, they say we like the new gang star. Me and Flacco, they say we the new wave guards. Shout to Max B, he could be home any day, God. Hold up and analyze. ASAP Mob got mass appeal. Come on, get on, get some. Call the nasty niggas hit the lick like. Wake about the bed, wrap my do-rag up Say a prayer, I'm thanking God that Mom Dukes had us Monotone style like Guru on Supremo cuts Crew neck by McQueen go nuts Jews over my white hoodie like Juvia 9-8 It's movies that I make, Peruvian white flake It tore the community at a high rate Adversity I face, I roll my own gas to make sure that it's not late Damn, I used to hit the block hoping they see me Watching video music box, sitting close to the TV I was inspired by Houdini and Cool G Got my first pair of J's, thought I was 2-3 Invest in all my G's before we rest in peace Cause we sure to rest in peace My shorty is a piece, a piece of mine, a dime piece I might buy you a piece of property You might have had some joints, but ain't nothing like me and Rocky seem No comparison, we more solid than they are Me and Hit Boy, they say we like the new gang star Me and Flacco, they say we the new wave guards Shout to Max B, he could be home any day, God Come on, get on, get some yeah. ASAP Mob got mass appeal